the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Real Life Radio is sponsored by River City Community Church. Grace and peace to you and welcome to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. A church that exists to help people just like you find the real life you were created for and then find it to the full. That's what Jesus said in John 10.10. And we begin a new series called Community. As Pastor Sean will encourage you to get plugged in, grow in the Word, meet new people, and be amazed at being a part of the body of Christ. It's time for Real Life Radio. Here's a question for us. What is it within us that wants to draw lines of separation? Because something in the sin nature wants to do that. And we see it all the time. Something that says, oh, if you, my theology is better than yours, so I'm better than you, and I'm a little bit elevated, and you're a little bit debased. I have this gift, and therefore I'm up here. You have that gift. Well, that's nice and all. Something in us, and this brokenness, the fact that we don't understand what any little kid with Mr. Potato Head can understand, creates loneliness, emptiness, and this feeling that something's missing. There are people in churches all over this country who are like, why am I doing this? Because they're doing church, they're not doing community. People checking out, saying they're done. This is actually like a big deal. I get all kinds of leadership articles, and I read several leadership periodicals, talking about people who have checked out of church. People who were, they say, some of the, some of the best. Some, they were in, committed. They were involved. But something's happening. You know, we talk about the nuns. Those are people who have no religious background, and, and the church has to figure out how to talk to and how to, how to share the good news of the gospel with the nuns. Okay, people have no religious background, so we have no common language. So we have, that's a challenge that we need to address. But this new group they're calling the duns, there are people who have said no more. I'm tired of it. I don't want any more. And they just go away. Something's broken. Something's happening. And here's the deal. You may say that you're done with the church. And obviously I don't mean you because you're like right here. Okay. So I get it. Or maybe some of you are even considering that. I don't know. But some may say we're done with the church. We, we, we still want to be Christians. We still want to be followers of Jesus. But the Apostle Paul reminds us that God says something different. If you're taking notes, then I want you to write this down. Because what Paul is saying is crystal clear. Living without community is like living without a body. Living without community is like living without a body. It's Mr. Potato Head's nose without Mr. Potato Head. That's it. There's the body. And there's that person who wants to live. That's what Paul, that's what this whole thing is about. Living without community is like living without a body. You can't say that. You can't say I don't need it. You can't say I'm not going to be a part. Because you just are. If you're going to be a follower of Jesus, it all goes together. A few reasons why community is so essential in the life of a believer, according to the Apostle Paul. Number one, the community is the embodiment of his presence on earth. You know, that's what we mean when we say a body. The body. That means it is the embodiment of Jesus. This is one of the most actually literal metaphors and you're like wait a minute can be can it be a metaphor and literal well yeah because it's not physical but spiritually he's saying we are his body spiritually 
We are where His presence rests. The community, this Christian community called the church, the people who are connected because of life in Him, the community is the embodiment of His presence on earth. He walks and He works through the body. Apart from the body, all these little parts are like Mr. Potato Head without the potato. Okay, they're just a box apart. You're just a plastic nose, plastic arm, plastic ear. I want to challenge you with something. Your connection to Jesus will always suffer without the body. He says, we're filled with the same spirit. That's what, that's what he says. The works of the same spirit in verse 11. Verse 12, the body is many parts. We all form one, so it is with Christ. We're all baptized in the one spirit, so as to form one body. It all goes together. I've told you before, you can't really have the father without the brothers and sisters. It all comes together. When you get a new father, you come to Christ, you, you restore a relationship with father through Jesus, you automatically get a bunch of brothers and sisters. Yeah, but I don't like them. They stink. Yeah, well, take a whiff your direction. Every one of us needs the cross. No, none of us can, can walk around going, man, Jesus was lucky to have me. I really upped his game when I came in. But, I mean, you'd think that was possible with the way we responded. Your connection to Christ will always suffer without the body. Matthew 18, 19, 20. I love this passage. Remember, he's talking about how to treat one another, how to restore a relationship. And he says, what he's doing is underlining the significance of the church, the community, the ecclesia. Matthew 18, 19, 20. He says, again, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, there am I with them. I want to say to you folks, this gathering has a different manifestation than just you and the Spirit, than just you and Jesus. Man, I can experience Jesus. I've worshipped driving down the freeway. You know, I keep my hands on the wheel, at least one, okay, so don't get freaked out, all right? But I can worship driving down the freeway. I can worship walking in my yard, and I do experience God's presence. It is real, but not like this. And you're like, well, I experience God better on a golf course. No, you don't. No, you don't. You're just not open to what God's doing here because Jesus said, the word is true. Jesus said, where two or more are gathered in my name, I'm there. And, and you're like, but wait a minute. His spirit resides in us, right? Yes, but he... He was telling you there's something different. That's why the church has met together. The first day of the week, they've met together. They met in the temple from house to house. That's why they met together, because there's something sacred, something communal about the gathering of the body. It's not just about songs and sermons, folks. There is something about us coming together and saying we are the body. We are the community of Christ. As a powerful, historical spiritual declaration and god honors that by manifesting his presence in a different way in the gathering than he does when we're by ourselves and i'm not saying he doesn't manifest his presence he doesn't speak to us he doesn't lead and guide us by ourselves but the word is crystal clear living without community is like living without a body because the community is the embodiment of, of his presence on earth second thing paul would tell us you can't be the body alone, okay? This, verse 14, even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Why do you even need to say that? Did, did, you know, are we children? Body's not made of one part, but many. This is not the body. 
This is Mr. Potato Head's arm. You'd think, well, that's, of course that's obvious. Why is Paul saying this? Does he like to hear himself talk? No, he's saying it because we have people daily who go off and go, I don't need this. I know better. I can go do it on my own. And the Apostle Paul would say, get a Mr. Potato Head. Figure it out. You can't be a body by yourself. You're one part of the body. An important part of the body. But you're not the whole body. Living without community is like living without a body. Now the scripture says we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. But we're not the body. We're part of the body. Just because you say you don't need the body doesn't make it true. It makes you deceived. That's just true. Just because you say you don't need the body doesn't make that true at all. It makes you deceived. Parts of the body can't live apart from the body. They die. And Paul is trying to tell us that. He's saying it's just like that. You can't be a fully devoted follower of Jesus outside of authentic biblical community. It's part. It's how God does His work. People saying, I don't need the church. And folks, there is a movement. People's commitment to authentic, relational, biblical community is waning at an alarming rate. The periodicals I read, and again, the things that leaders are talking about around the country, talks about how even your most committed people are attending and gathering less. And how damaging that is. This isn't just a meeting. This is the gathering of the community of the saints. It's challenging people who check out of the church. And I've seen it, folks. I've never seen it be good. I have to tell you, I've never known someone who just said, I don't need the church anymore. This is ridiculous. I can do this better on my own. I I can worship Jesus at home. I've never seen them who five years later are more in love with Jesus, more effective in in sharing the gospel and in loving people and in raising their family. they, They check out, say, I don't need this. And then they're surprised when their spiritual life becomes cold. We had a recent engagement here at River City with one of these done. We got a request that came in from someone who'd visited recently and asked to speak with a pastor, and he wanted more information about our community groups. The pastor's conversation, the gentleman shared that he and his wife had been very involved in a church for a long time as teachers and leaders. He didn't go into details on the circumstances surrounding their leaving, but once they left, they were largely unengaged from the church for almost a decade. They'd been leaders, they'd been teachers, they were in. When it came, when they left, I don't know what it, if it was painful, somebody sinned against them. They said, I, I don't know. But they checked out for nearly a decade. During that time, he grew distant from his wife. His marriage got tough. And they didn't have the support of a community. He began to slip away. He didn't realize it until one day she surprised him by asking for a divorce. When the news came, he told our pastor, that he had no one to turn to. He was alone because he'd separated himself from the body of Christ. Nobody who could give him wise biblical counsel. He was alone. He blames himself for the loss of his marriage and for failing to see this coming. He's convinced if he'd put himself in the place to regularly hear God's word and had received the support, encouragement, and accountability from the body, this tragedy in his life could have been avoided. Now, thankfully, he's turned into River City, into a community to help him through this difficult time. 
His hope is that he can receive help and encouragement in kind of the in one of our community groups and through other ministries that we offer. People separate, and then they're surprised when they get colder and they begin to question. You want to know it's heartbreaking? I've been doing this long enough now to where I know people who did this, and they are surprised that their children, now grown up, want very little to do with Christian community. And instead are being negatively influenced by unbelievers and are developing values that totally reflect unbelief. These parents are surprised. And I'm like, what did you think? You rejected the community. You rejected authentic biblical community. What did you expect your kids to understand? You understand we are social beings. We crave it. We need it. God made us that way. He designed us so that we would create, we would crave relationship. And if we don't meet that need for, for accountability, for care, for love, for serving and caring for one another, in biblical community, we will do it somewhere else. And don't be surprised if those children raised in that environment don't in any way reflect biblical values. Why should they? You can't blame them. All I can say is start now, start now, start now, and pray that you can influence your adult children. And pray that God opens their eyes. And we want to take a quick break to remind you you're listening to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in a series called Community. If you'd like to hear the full unedited message or even watch the video podcast from Pastor Sean, it's available right now on demand on the sermons page at the River City website called reallife.org. And if you think you'd like to come and visit River City, here's your invitation from Pastor Sean. Do you ever look at your life and feel like you were made for something more? Jesus made a simple statement. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came to give you abundant life, real life. I talk to a lot of people, and many seem to feel like they're settling for a whole lot less. Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church, and we are so convinced that we were made for something better. We call ourselves a church for real life. I'd like to invite you to join us for one of our weekend gatherings, which are an exciting and artistic blend of music, reflection, and practical insights, all designed to explore the life that God meant for us. River City is located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Otama Park. Service times are Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 9.30 and 11.15 a.m. River City is a church for real life, so our home on the web is reallife.org. To find out more, visit us online at reallife.org. God created you for something very special. Come find out more at River City Community Church. And back to this message on community. This is Real Life Radio. The gathering of the saints for thousands of years. This communal experience has been going on. Corporate worship is a biblical mandate. Corporate gathering, corporate accountability, corporate loving each other is critical to our faith. Living without community is like living without a body. Floating, drifting, not experiencing all you should or all you were created for, not contributing all you should, all you should, or you were designed for. Number three, Paul says we all need what each part of the body brings. He said, "You can't say this part is unnecessary. You can't say I don't need you. We all need what each part of the body brings. Without the foot." The hand can't walk. Without the eye, the foot can't see. Without the liver, the eye can't remove toxins from the blood. That was off the wall. Oh, well. But you know what I mean, right? If you start and just say, this part of the body, no more. You're gone. Something doesn't work. I've asked for some help. Come on out. Come on out. Give a warm hand to Jerry Diaz. You know Jerry. Jerry is a 
Awesome, brother. Thank you, Jerry. Let's move Mr. Potatoes back. We might need a little room here. All right, Jerry. Jerry's not, Jerry was a college athlete. He's a scholar. You went to University of Richmond. Yes. Okay. Uh, r- remove Jerry's eyes for a second, Lauren. I mean, don't like remove his eyes, but let's get rid of his eyesight. Yeah. She's like, will you get that, Jerry? I don't have a ladder. Okay. Now, understand, Jerry is a very bright guy. He's a Bible teacher, very smart scholar. Uh, so, Jerry, r- read, read this right here. Read that for me. Where? No, right there. I can't see anything. Okay, okay. I can, that might be a little bit tough. All right, I understand. All right, just tell me how many fingers I have up, Jerry. Wrong, Jerry, wrong, Jerry. I'm sorry, without the eyes, Jerry just can't do it. All right, let's get rid of that. Let's try something else. You were a football player, right? You were all state in high school, and then you played college ball. All right, turn this way. Okay, tie his hands behind his back. Okay. Now, Jerry, I'm in a simple task. I'm not some great quarterback. I'm not bad in a pickup game, but, you know. Okay, so very simply, Jerry, catch the ball. Um, One more try. You're, I don't want this to be embarrassing because you were a college football player. <laughs> he tried. That was, what a gamer. All right, undo Jerry's hands. This is getting silly. I mean, some big athlete, some whatever. All right, do, t- do his feet. Let's see how he is without his feet. feet. Yeah, do his feet. Just put, put your feet together, Jerry. Okay, it's not fair. You didn't play offense, so you probably can't catch the ball, but you played defense, right? <laughs> Okay? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you played defense, right? Yeah. Okay, all I want you to do is stop me from getting over there. Ready? And go. Woo! Yes! Mmm! That's right, Pastor Sean. Mmm. Mmm. Let's try it again, Jerry. Okay, ready? No, no. Yeah, I'm timing. Jerry's going to tackle me in the foyer, and I want you guys to pull him off of me. He's huge. All right, undo his feet. Give Jerry a big hand. Thank you, Jerry. Here's the thing. It's so obvious up here. Some might say, why would you even do that? It's so obvious. If it's so obvious up here, why is it not so obvious out there? I would ask anybody who has distanced himself from the body, who is irregular in community, who's not a part of biblical community, if it's so obvious up here, and it's almost silly it's so obvious, that's what Paul was pointing out, why is it not obvious out there? What makes us think we can do Everything God designed us for. Without the body, He designed us for. We need what each part of the body brings. You need the body, and the body needs you. That's a principle of community. It doesn't work. Ephesians 4, 11-16 says, It was He, our Savior, who gave some to be apostles, Some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. He goes on and says, listen, this is important. Then we'll no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the, cunning, cun, by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, which what's happened in a body, we will all grow up into Him who's the head of the body, that is Christ. From Him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. And if each part doesn't do its work, it doesn't work. That's the truth of Scripture, folks. You know, yeah, but there's a lot of cool articles out there saying we don't need the church. There's a lot of cool articles saying all kinds of crazy things. 
The word of God says you want to follow Jesus, you're going to do it in community. And community that you're committed to, real people, you're going to do it in the way that God designed. What's interesting, he starts out by talking about leaders. And you know, this is one of the biggest reasons people leave community. They don't want leaders. I want to be the leader. I'm smarter than Pastor Sean. Okay, that's probably true. But I'm smarter than any pastor. I don't know if that's true. I see people who say, oh, we don't need that. So we're going to go ahead and do a home church. We're just going to do home church. Okay. If you, and by the way, I'm, I'm not against home church. We've got tons of them around here. If you're going to go ahead and do a biblical home church, you're going to, you're going to operate biblically. You know what's going to happen? Someone's going to rise to leadership. And God's going to raise up someone. And if you think it's you, you're called to that. Wonderful. You're going to be that apostle or that prophet, that pastor, teacher, that evangelist. You're going to be that role. And if you're effective biblically, if you're bearing fruit, if people are coming to know Christ and your home church is being effective at being salt and light in the community around you, you know what's going to happen? You're going to have more people. You're going to multiply. And before you know it, you're going to have to go and say, wow, we don't have enough room in our home anymore. So how about you guys go and do it in your home? And okay, you guys go do it in your home. And you know, wouldn't it be cool if we could all get all those groups together and meet together? Well, we got to rent a place. And then, oh, wait a minute. Now we look just like the church we, we thought we didn't need. No, people sometimes don't want biblical leadership because they don't want to come under any kind of accountability or authority from anyone. And so they think, I can be the sole arbiter. Well, you try to do biblical community, and you're going to find we need healthy authority. And I just want to say, we need healthy authority. If you have been wounded by unhealthy authority, I am sorry. I want, on behalf of whatever leader wounded you, I want to apologize. There is no perfect leader. There's no perfect people. So that's just the way it goes. I'm sorry. But that doesn't give you an excuse to say, I don't need the body. And that doesn't give you an excuse to say, healthy authority isn't a great thing and an essential thing in the life of the body. We all need it. We need mutual accountability with one another. It helps us grow and become what God created us to be. Or he says we live like infants. Tossed here and there. And I've seen it so many times. I've seen people get to such weird, broken places. And years down the road, they look back and go, how did I get here? You were separate from the body. The Apostle Paul warned us that that wouldn't go good. Good wouldn't go well. Last thing, and I'll wrap with this. The body of Christ is real people interacting and growing together. And this is very important. You're like, what do you mean by that? Well, 1 Corinthians 12, understand, is very specific and local. We sometimes say, well, I'm part of the body, but the body of Christ is universal. And so I don't have to be part of a body. Yeah, that's not what the Apostle Paul, that's not what the Lord says. That's not what the Word of God says. It is real people, specific. Real people needing one another. God didn't give me all the gifts. And he didn't give you all the gifts. If I want the full working of the Holy Spirit, i got to be in community. Because that's where he says it happens. I have to live in community. That's why they met in the temple, we're told. In the book of Acts, they met in the temple. They gathered. They still continued to worship. But then they met from house to house. It needs to be people who know your name. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says, Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. 
Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, let us consider how we may spur one another on, spur one another, not just the pastor kind of dispensing it for you, but that we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. That's why we do life here in community groups, folks. That's why we're unbelievably, unapologetically committed to it. I hope this corporate gathering is helpful. The word and worship, I believe it's biblical. I believe it's a part of what God has. But folks, it's just a part. That's why we believe in community groups. Because that's where one another ministry happens. That's where your gifts are displayed and your gifts are serving the body. That's where your gift of service or your gift of mercy or your gift of leadership or your gift of, of proclamation or prophecy, those gifts that, tr- that they rise up and they begin to serve one another. That's where it happens. And we are unapologetically committed to community and doing life together in what we call community groups. The body ministering to one another. I want to challenge you tonight as I wrap up to life in the body. Maybe different than you've ever had it before. Please don't settle. Please don't settle. Don't sit in the back seat. Don't kind of come to meetings and then just leave. I want to challenge you. You know, whatever it takes, commit to life in the body. Play your part. Receive what God has through the body because you can't get anywhere else. Contribute what you have to the body because we can't get it anywhere else. God's placed you in this church. He designed for you to be sharing what you have with the body. I want to challenge you. That happens in groups. Thank you, Pastor Sean. You've been listening to Real Life Radio in this series called Community. If you'd like to hear the full unedited message and this series, it's available right now as a free download when you find the sermons link at reallife.org. But of course, you're always invited to come and visit us at River City Community Church, located on Lookout Road right behind Rotama Park. You can see all the details, directions, and service times, including the Saturday night service, also at reallife.org. If you'd like to call the church, the number is 210-490-5262, as Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church. And we hope you join us again next time for more Real Life. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.